welcome to Bangor Community Church Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed today as you hear the Word of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> so there's a few things we can learn here. And I had my phone set for a readout new, new season, so I'm going to do that first. Because this is what God wants to get in our spirit. Are you getting it? Are you getting it in your spirit? It's a new season. So when we came out of our week of prayer and fasting, um, this was a scripture that God had given. It's from the Passion Translations, um, Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 11 to 13. The season has changed. Come on, say that together to your neighbor. The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended. So in your individual life and in this church, the barren winter has ended. Praise the Lord. That's something to rejoice about. Sing about and shout about. Hallelujah. We're out of winter time. And the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. We're all blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you. We're being awakened to the purpose and plan of God in our lives and guiding you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth all around you? It's a new day. It's a new day of destiny breaking forth all around us. And it's the very early signs, the early signs of my purpose and plans are bursting forth. The budding of vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers. There's change in the air. Hallelujah. There is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to a higher place. Now is the time to arise and come away with me. So all you who have ears to hear and a spirit to grasp, you'll grasp that and you'll witness with it. Holy Spirit will witness that to your hearts, that that season has changed. Hallelujah. We're entering into a new season. So when I went up this morning, I knew I was going to receive that impartation, that anointing, because I know what I'm carrying. I know that this is a new season. Hallelujah. It's a great season. And this is a Holy Ghost church. This is a Pentecostal church. You're going to see people falling out on the power and doing things that, you know, maybe you, you don't see just everywhere because we're open to the things and we're open to the move of the Spirit. Amen? So we're going to open ourselves wide to the things of the Spirit. This is who we are. And I'm not apologizing for who we are. I'll never apologize for who we are. What are you laughing at? Is there something on my head? And um, I never apologize for who we are, you know. And God, you know, God is so good. He's got so much in store for us, so much in store. So hallelujah, you know, God has an agenda. He knows where he's going. What, what do we have to do? We have to get right up behind him, just butt up right behind him and follow him wherever he goes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, if we turn to 2 Corinthians um, chapter 5, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible this morning, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verses 1 through to 11. 1 through to 11, first part of that. 
verse, it says, For we know that if our earthly tent, our physical body, which is our house, is torn down through death, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For indeed in this house we groan, longing to be clothed with our immortal, eternal, celestial dwelling, so that by putting it on, we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan, being burdened, often weighed down and oppressed, not that we want to be unclothed, separated by death from the body, but to be clothed so that what is mortal, the body, will be swallowed up by life after the resurrection. Now he who has made us and prepared us for this very purpose is God, who gave us Holy Spirit. Thank God for Holy Spirit as a pledge and a guarantee, as a down payment on the fulfillment of his promise. So then, being always filled with good courage and confident hope, and knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith, not by sight, living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. We are, as I was saying, of good courage and confident hope and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be home with the Lord. Therefore, whether we're at home on earth or away from home and with him, it is our constant ambition to be pleasing to him. For we believers will be called to account and must appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may be repaid for what he has done in the body, whether good or bad. That is, each will be held responsible for his actions, purposes, goals, motives, the use or misuse of his time, opportunities and abilities. Therefore, since we know the fear of the Lord, or some translations say the terror of the Lord, and we understand the importance of obedience and worship, we persuade people to be reconciled to God, to be reconciled to him. You know, we need to have an awesome reverence and fear of the Lord. For a Christian, we, we need to walk in that. And more in these days, we need to walk in that, a fear of the Lord, a reverent fear of the Lord, knowing that one day we're going to meet him, one day we're going to give an account, one day we're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and we're going to answer for, Lord, what I did with what you asked me to do, with what you gave me. We're going to give an account, I mean, it says we persuade people. Paul understood the fear of the Lord. He understood what he was about. And because of that, he writes here, we persuade people to be reconciled to God. If there's ever a time that we need to persuade people, be reconciled to God, it is now. And that's why we're in this new season. That's why God is awakening his church for that harvest to come in. There's people you're going to meet that I'm never going to meet and vice versa. You know, yesterday I was told about a 25-year-old missionary daughter. And she, she was brought up in church. She knew the Lord as Savior and Lord. She used to go to summer madness and all of those camps. But she rebelled. She started to rebel against her parents. She started to let this world, let the spirit of the world, let this antichrist spirit get hold of her. 
let our friends say, you know, come out for a drink. And then that wasn't enough. Let's do some drugs. And then that's not enough. It's not enough. The world will never, it'll never be enough. The only thing that can satisfy anyone is the Lord. Bell, we know that. But they need to know that. But this girl rebelled. There is something as a spirit of rebellion. I see it at work a lot. It works in our kids. It works in people. The spirit of rebellion. She gave in to that. And um, she was found yesterday morning, face down, dead, after maybe an asthma attack, but having done drugs. And my heart went to, first of all, thinking of the girl, but to the parents. And secondly, thinking of the girl, because it was told me that she went home in that state. So there's nothing that tells us that that ever changed, that she never changed her rebellious state. That she never changed to go back to the Lord. And all I can left to believe is she's made her bed somewhere. I will not know for sure. But people need reached. Once that breath loses our body, we're into eternity. We're either with him or we're in hell, in that place that reserved for the demons. Never planned for people. Never planned for anybody. God wants all men, all women to be saved. We need to reach people. We need to cry out. We need to cry out for the fire of God that to burn up everything in our life that stops us burning for him, being on fire for the Lord. So one day we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ, not the Father, of Christ. Who was here last week when Pastor Brian was here and he showed that video? Yeah, a lot of you. Um, you know, just awesome and just anointed that, you know, we're, we're given account for not the good things we've done, but they actually, did you do what I asked? Did you do what I asked? And... Um, that message was all to do with, you know, living our life in light of eternity. And that's the way we've got to live these days, living our life in light of eternity. You know, one day we're going to stand before Jesus. We're going to stand before the King of Kings. We're going to stand before the Lord of Lords. And that's one day's going to be soon. You know, John 5 and chapter 5, verse 22. I'm reading the classic Amplified here. It says, even the Father judges no one. For he has given all judgment, the last judgment and the whole business of judging entirely into the hands of the Son. So we're left without excuse. Because Jesus came and he lived as a man. He lived like us. He was tempted in all points like us. We're without excuse. It's not that, that anybody can say, well, I'm sorry, God, I suffered so much. I got off to a wrong start in life, and this didn't go right, and that didn't go right. And he goes, yeah, I understand, son. I went to the cross. I suffered for you. We are without excuse. Anything that we will try and say in that day, we are without excuse because Jesus, who walked as we 
on earth as we walked is the one who's going to be judging us for what we did with the life he gave, the Father gave. Every excuse we use will not work. He walked where we walked. He knew the pain in life. You know, I heard a pastor say the other day, he says, my job as a pastor is to help you look good when you meet Jesus. I'm going to adopt that, so you'll hear that from time to time. My job as a pastor is to help you look good when you meet Jesus. That's why we encourage you to pray. That's why we encourage you to serve. That's why we encourage you to believe God. That's why we encourage you to step out in faith. That's why we encourage you to give. That's why we encourage you to live holy. Because that day when you meet Jesus, I want you all to have a well done. And I believe on that day you're going to be glad that God put you in a church like Bangor Community Church. God, I'm thankful that I was in a church like here, that challenged and kept us on track and stretched us to believe for more. You go into church, we are the church, coming here, it's not enough. Doing our Bible study, that's good, but it's not enough. You have to walk in a manner that's worthy of the Lord. And I do believe because so much of the world has got into the church, we can look around at each other, we can look around at other Christians and other churches, but so much of the church and so much of this word has been watered down to, you know, it's just, it's not what it should be. You cannot just, the Bible says, don't compare yourselves with one another. Compare yourself with the word. Don't look and go, well, this is the way they are and this is the way they're acting and they're doing that and they're doing this. Who are they to be your example? Jesus is my example. Verse 11 that we read there says, Knowing therefore the terror, the fear of the Lord, we persuade men. We persuade men. Paul understood that God is a holy God. He's a holy God. In fact, for Hebrews and chapter 12, verse 29, it says, for our God is a consuming fire. He's a consuming fire. And he'll come and, you know, the fire of God it comes if you let, it'll purge all the, the, the stuff out of you, all the bad stuff, all the stuff you don't want to be there, all the sin all the, the habits and things that you don't want to be in your life. If you open your life to Holy Spirit and his purging fire, he will purge it out of you. But if you don't, then you will experience him as that all-consuming fire. The blood of Jesus, we heard David said, it cleanses us from all unrighteousness, but it's the Holy Spirit that enables us to walk in righteousness. Oh, we thank God, thank Father for Holy Spirit.
You know, there's there's no technique that you can use to guarantee your victory over sin, your victory over habits or anything else, your victory over over things that are will stop you pursuing God. We need the help of Holy Spirit. We've been given Holy Spirit. We need to lay back and we need to depend on Holy Spirit for no person can destroy the works of the flesh themselves. Matthew in chapter 3. New King James Version, verse 11 and 12. Matthew 3, verse 11 and 12 says, I indeed baptize you with water. This is John speaking. John the Baptist, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly cleanse, clean out his threshing floor, he'll gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire, never-ending fire. It's the Holy Spirit, fire that burns off the chaff of sin in our life. We need to take time with him. We need to take time with fellowship in him. We need to take time with him in this word, letting him deal with our lives, letting him deal with our heart. You know, gold, is only purified one way, through fire. And we're not talking just about the outward stroke and brush of fire. We're talking about that gold is put into the hottest flame, that place where the flame is the hottest, it turns blue, and it's kept there until it loses all the impurities, and it doesn't even look the same as the way it went in. All the impurities have to be burned off. And that is like the Holy Spirit. When we walk with the Holy Spirit, we say, Holy Spirit, burn up the dross, burn up the fire in my life. It's like we're put into that furnace of the Holy Spirit and he brings out the treasure in me, in you. He burns off impurities in our life. Because holiness is the foundation of Christianity. Be holy for I'm holy. Hallelujah. Second Timothy and, and chapter 2 and verse 19, again in the classic Amplified. It says, but the firm foundation laid by God stands sure and unshaken, bearing this seal, this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his and let everyone who names himself by the name of the Lord give up all iniquity and stand aloof from it. That's the word. Give it up. Give it up and stand aloof away from it. Verse 21 of that same chapter says, Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things which are dishonorable, disobedient, sinful, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified, set apart for special purpose and useful to the master, prepared for every good work. Sanctification is crucial. If we're going to stand before Jesus on judgment day and get the well done, this process is crucial in our life. It's not a, well, yeah, I'll take that or I'll leave it. It's crucial. I want to be useful to the master, do you? I want to be useful. As that verse says, 
useful, prepared for every good work. So that's how we have to rely on Holy Spirit. It's, oh, it's not in our own flesh. It's not in our own works. It's nothing that we can do, but as we rely on him and we say, Holy Spirit, purge me. Get all that dross. Get all that stuff out of my life. You know, am I even hungry for you? I'm hungry for the Lord. I'm more hungry for the Lord today than I've ever been before. I'm more hungry for the word today than I've ever been before. But I can't make you be hungry. Are you hungry for him? There's things in our life that will stop us even hungering after him. And that's the stuff when you get with Holy Spirit and you say, God, I need the fire. I need that fire. I need that purging. I need to go through that furnace. It will burn off that stuff, those things that fill our time, those all-consuming things, those pleasures, those just going around in the hamster wheel trying to make a living. We're not called to make a living. We're called to live for Jesus. And as we live for Jesus and put the kingdom first, all the things will be added to us. When you get before the Holy Spirit, he reprioritizes. He cuts things off. When we're, when we're misusing time, when we say to him, but I don't have the same time to be in the word. No excuse. It's priorities. We've all got the same amount of time. It's priorities. What do you do with your time? And when you surrender that process and the fire of God, he, he brings things to the surface. Just like that gold and purities. And they go. They go. So that we can be useful to the master and prepared for every good work. I don't want to do church. I am with you, church. We're called to make a difference. We've stepped into a new season. We're sensing in our heart that God has great, great things for us. Amen? And He's Holy Spirit will work through us. But this sanctification process is crucial. Hallelujah. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you about attitudes that need to change. Things that need to get out of the way of stopping you, moving forward in God. Allow him to touch you. Allow him to bring change. If we want God's spirit on us, we know we have God's spirit in us. And we want that spirit on us, upon us. You know, when the, the spirit is upon us, it's for ministry to other people. It's to help other people. It's for a word for other people. If we want that ministry and that Holy Spirit upon us, we've got to live holy. We've got to be pleasing to him. He's depicted as a dove. Holy Spirit's depicted as a dove and he's gentle. He's gentle and he's very sensitive. He's sensitive. So where you think you're taking, where you're going, you know, he's sensitive to those things. Wrong relationships. If you're in a wrong relationship, get in the fire. Ask God for the fire of God and cut it. Any addiction. If there's an addiction in your life, you're not going to conquer it yourself. Let me say that again. You are not going to conquer it yourself. You can only conquer it with 
Holy Spirit. You can only conquer that. Spending time in the presence, letting that be burned out of you. Another good thing for addictions is fasting. We mentioned a few weeks ago. If you've got an addiction in your life, if you're given given over to some some sin, a repetitive sin, a repetitive action, whether it's offending the eyes, other parts, you fast, get with the Holy Spirit, and fasting brings discipline. That whenever temptation comes, whenever that thing comes to get you again, because you've put fasting into your life, you can conquer that with the Holy Spirit. Because if you are addicted to something and you're kept in that bondage, I tell you what, it's the devil that takes you. Temptation doesn't come from the Lord. Temptation comes from Satan. And he tempts and he takes you to that place again. And you're too weak and you just give in again. And then what does the devil do? He comes and he tries to beat you up and beat you up. Oh, and beat you up and you're worthless and beat you up and beat you up. That's why we cannot give in to these things. We've got to deal with habits, deal with our lifestyles that aren't pleasing God and be with Holy Spirit. Allow him to purge us with that fire. Perhaps you've already scheduled something into your week or next week. Perhaps it's already scheduled in. You'd have been a person or being somewhere that you know it's not going to be the best place for you to be. Change it. Change it. Change it. We're in a new season. You cannot take what was in the last season into the new season. It can't go with you. If you try and bring that, it will hinder you. It will stop you. It'd be like a, a a lead ball that you're trying to pull along. And when you see others, or you're looking around at others and they're in that new season and they're rejoicing and, and the Holy Spirit's manifesting in their life and they're moving on in God, you'll wonder, why am I not? It's because you've got a lead weight pulling you down, keeping you down, chaining you down. That's why it says lay every weight, every sin that besets you. Get rid of it. Get rid of it so that you can soar, so that you can be that useful instrument in the Master's hand so that eventually you stand before him and you get the well done. Well done. Yeah, oh, Jesus says temptations came. Well done. You over. Came. You overcame. You overcame. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. I'm hungry for this church to have that cleansing, burning fire of God. I'm hungry for us to experience the fire of God. Hungry for it. Hungry. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. God, we're so thankful for you, Holy Spirit. I thank you make us willing and able to do that you've called us and asked us to do, Lord God. You've given us all the good. You've given us everything we need to be there on that judgment day before you, Lord, when we see your face, if we see your beautiful face. You've given us everything. You've given us your word so that we could stand and get the well done, God. And so, Lord God, we ask, who can join me in asking that? I want that fire. Because I can't ask for you. Yeah, I can have, I can ask and I have asked on behalf of, of the church. But personally, you've got to ask. I want the fire of God to burn up anything in my life that is not pleasing, that is hindering, that is there and used by the enemy time and time and time again for him to beat us up. I call on the fire of God to purge me, to purge me, to purge me. Hallelujah. Lord God, we present ourselves today. We present ourselves to you today. Lord, I ask you personally for me, and you can quietly personally ask him for you, personally for me, Lord, that you burn up the dross in my life, the stuff that's not pleasing to you, the things that keep me from hungering even more after you, the things that tie up my time, the things that tie up my thoughts, where my attitudes are not right. Purge me, Lord. The fire of God would be my experience. When I open your word, that I'd be challenged and I'd be convicted. Oh, Father, by Holy Spirit, convict me when I read your word. Convict me so that I'd be a doer of it, not a hearer only. That I would be a Christ-like follower of Christ, disciple, worthy. That I would walk in a manner worthy of you, worthy of you. When I say I'm a Christian, I walk in a manner worthy of you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Some of us may need to do open heart surgery. We need to just climb up on that surgeon, his table. And allow Jesus through Holy Spirit to just do open heart surgery, things in our heart, so that our heart is number one for Him again. Thank you, Jesus. 
you know, if you are looking back to even last week or last year or another time in your life and you're thinking, oh, that was great and you really love Jesus, if you're thinking that today, you're a backslider. If that's your thoughts that you're looking back to another time, because today is a day you should be red hot on fire, loving Jesus, moving forward, looking forward. Thank you for joining us. We look to God that he will direct your steps in blessings through this week. For more information, visit us at bangercommunitychurch.com or find us on Facebook.